Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells you all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. <clears throat> this episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with urgent assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code slam the gavel for 60% off your first year of urgent assist and this is available in all 50 states I have another announcement Bradley's mother Narcus Golden passed away in the fall of 2022 Bradley is autistic and needs structured routine and therapies he receives for his autism six days a week however Italy just entrusted Bradley to Italian social services if he is ruled to go back he will face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can't speak or understand the language he will then be taken away from the only family he has ever known. Please call Governor Hochul at 518-474-8390. That's Governor Hochul, New York State, 518-474-8390 to please keep Bradley here safe in these United States. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. I've got another announcement. Go to the site, pleasedoyourjob.com. We need 2,500 more signatures to open a case. That's pleasedoyourjob.com. And also, one last announcement, you are invited to the uh, Interference with Child Custody Coalition Custodial Interference Press Conference on October 31st, 2023 at 1030 at the PA State Capitol, Harrisburg, PA, in the main rotunda stairs. And I have my return guest on. I'm happy to have Claudia Ovias back on. She was last on the podcast, season two, episode 46, season four, episode 33, 86, and 130. And we're going to talk about accountability and a campaign called hashtag it's not a civil matter and i totally welcome you claudia obias how are you i'm good thank you so much for having me back and allowing me to hold up my sign oh, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be held up i held my yeah. sign <laughs> i saw that i appreciate that and i've shared it um you know in quite a few places um online so thank you again oh well, there's so much to be done with this because what you passed in Texas, the House Bill 969, and then there was the other one that was the make back time. I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. Uh, the time, time taken, time back. Yes, I keep getting that. Yes. You know, these need to be everywhere in every state. Absolutely. Yes. And I know that one is being um, pushed in other states as well as on a federal level. So I applaud Robert Garza for his efforts um, with that bill and and what he's doing, um, you know, with assisting to to get that implemented in other states. That's a really important. Um, it is. Yeah. And there's and it's because it's about, you know, these kids that need to see their parents. Oh, and absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, you know, you're creating awareness with this campaign, you know, hashtag it's not a civil matter. And, you know, I, I was telling you earlier, I, sh I showed it to a friend and she said, what does that mean? And I thoroughly explained what was going on. And then, you know, it, it clicked and she got it and she was happy to get it because she said, yes, this is what's happening to me. Right. And so the hashtag it's not a civil matter um, was based on 
the number one response from law enforcement when uh, parents call them for assistance is that it's it's a civil matter. Mm-hmm. Meaning go back to court. This is not something that we get involved in. Um, however, that's misinformation because the penal code is black and white and it's been around for over 40 years. Um, so it's not a civil matter. It's criminal to withhold a child to interfere with uh, child custody. Um, if you have a court order or you have a parenting plan, I, I think it was recent a parent shared with us that law enforcement said that um, it's a civil matter because a parenting plan um, is not a court order. So these are some of the absurd um, responses that law enforcement are giving is that, that a parenting plan is in the court order, but if it's signed by a judge and it's been stamped in the court, then that's, that's, that's a valid, um, you know, piece of paper that should be enforced. So uh, the whole campaign is about spreading awareness. Um, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And this crime is very often investigated and um, prosecuted and under uh, family violence. Um, a few d- district attorneys may call their um, their unit a family violence unit um, and, and law enforcement investigate these cases under um, criminal investigations division or um, special victims unit. Um, many of the, the, the states have a domestic violence bench book and the, the law is actually in the domestic violence bench book. So if it's covered under domestic violence in this Department of Justice, you know, bench book, then it is a crime under family violence. And so this should be really, this should be taken a lot more seriously than it has been. And that's where the hashtag, um, it's not a civil matter campaign came from and why we, we are pushing it for the entire month of October, because it should, there should be awareness on, on this. Um, when we're talking about domestic violence and, and we're not t- just talking about sexual and, and physical abuse, we should be talking about this because this is what, what's happening with the children. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because, um, you know, someone will say, well, gee, you know, it's it's the father or it's the mother. And, you know, it's it's really it's not it, this is not a gender war. This is about the kids. Right. Yes. When they when I hear them say that, it just to me, it just you're causing more division than there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it, it, it happens to dads. And I, I I support that it happens to dads. I, I understand that. I'm not I'm not trying to to invalidate that. I'm not trying to invalidate it. It happens to moms. It's, it's just happening. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the key thing. It is happening to both. And uh, there's like a tug of war on, on who's being invalidated and who should this be more focused on. Um, we already know it's a, it's a problem. So mm-hmm. let's, let's focus on the prop problem instead of fighting on who it's happening more to is, is, is my concern. Um, regardless, the children are the ones in the middle. They're the ones that are going through this. So uh, that's where our focus is on is on the, the child. So when we we go into meetings or legislation, we we talk about the impact to the child. Not that I don't care about the moms or dads. I'm a parent. I went through this, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm going to put that off to the side and focus on what's happening to the innocent child that can't speak up or fight for themselves or that has no idea about the laws or or how to spread awareness. So that's where where we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to be done because there's, this is going on all the time. As I told you, it happened to me too. And the same response from the uh, state police was, 
well, you know, we called and the DA on call said, you'll have to take it back to court. <laughs> and that's, it's like, no, this, this was my time to have my children. Right. And that's one of the, one of the issues that uh, we hear a lot is the district attorney has said they're not going to handle these cases or um, take it back to, to, to family court. And that's where you have to elevate a lot of the awareness. So in, in Texas, it was like kicking the can around. The district attorney would say, well, we would prosecute these cases if we received them from law enforcement. And then law enforcement would say, um, we would, we would um, investigate these crimes if the district attorney would prosecute them. So it was just kicking the can around on who should be responsible. And so one of our uh, senators here, he decided to have a meeting and he, he invited them both to the, to the meeting. So now we're here. So we want to know what's going on. Is it a crime or not? And will you report it so that you can prosecute it? And he, he basically called them out. And um, luckily here they do, um, they do, you know, investigate and they do prosecute for it. But not, it, it's not that way in, in majority of the, the cities and counties around the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's still that unawareness, um, the uneducation of, uh, or the, the lack of training that um, law enforcement or um, uh, sheriffs or deputies, you know, have so because it, it's gone on so long that they they hear child custody, they assume that it's all civil, it's all, you know, uh, addressed in family court, but I have a piece of paper that says I'm supposed to be here. So why is this being allowed um, to happen if there's a law that's being violated? Um, and, and a lot of these, these um, law enforcement, they, they try to give their opinion or their interpretation of the law. It's really just about is a crime being committed? Yes or no. Your job is just to write the report. Your job is not to determine if it's going to meet elements. That's where an investigator comes in and looks at everything. Maybe they there's question about what well, is your court order valid or is it the most you know up to date court order? Maybe you're trying to give me another one. It doesn't matter. Is a crime being committed and let the investigator determine that. And if it's not the most recent court order or or something, then let them say, hey, this there is no crime here. But mm -hmm. until that point or that moment where it's investigated, you should at least be giving me a report and uh, and go from there. So that's the that's something that parents need to be aware of is um, the reporting that it's not informational. There is process for um, an offense to record an offense because it is a felony. A few states it's um, have it listed as a misdemeanor. So you really need to understand your law. But the whole the whole point of the campaign is that this is harming children. This is the this is the interference between that parent child relationship. And by um, by spreading the awareness, we're bringing a lot more attention to it. And we've had a lot of parents, you know, uh, send us their photo, post it on their Facebook and tag um, interference with child custody custody coalition. And that's all we're asking for is just you know, put put a photo out there if you don't want to show your face because maybe you're in the middle of litigation. You can just hold up the sign, um, and and just share it with us. It's just really simple. Um, you can you can write a sign. You can you know use crayons if you need to. Whatever. If you want to have one printed out, I had mine printed out at um, at one of the um, printing you know places around town, and they put it on the the hard cardboard, and um, I you know I just. I just kind of have it around in my, my house. And I, just to show parents, this is really what it is. It's just a hashtag and 
again, the hashtag, it's not a civil matter is based on the number one response that parents are receiving because it's not a civil matter. Mm-hmm. It's criminal. Um, it's in the penal code. It's been there, you know, for decades. Definitely. I think it would also be a great idea is to have that as a um, sticker, you know, for the car, for the back of the car, you know, the clear ones in, in white or whatever color right. the parent wants. Yeah. I've, I've, I was considering stickers. I was considering magnets. Um, I'm also considering if, if I could still fix it, you know, how we used to have your profile of your Facebook had like some type of frame um, if we could do it and it's not a civil matter. Um, I know we still have two more weeks left in October. So we're really trying to push whatever ideas or suggestions are out there. So I'll have to tinker with a couple of other, mm-hmm. other things, but um, the sign was just something that, um, I benchmarked off the erased parent, you know, the hashtag erased parent um, movement. And so I wanted to, to come up with something that we could get parents involved in um, because so many of us are in the same, in the same kind of um, having the same issue where our relationship with our, our child is, is either um, being interfered or you're being alienated or withheld or, you know, something like that. And, and many parents go through the family, family court system, just waiting for that, that motion or for that enforcement. And, and that's going to, what's going to change their circumstance. And that can be, that can take forever. And sometimes it never, it never happens for right. most of us. It never happened. Yeah. And so this is, this is a way that you would spread awareness um, for other parents and for yourself. And uh, that, that this is, you know, something that needs to go on. And one of the things that we did uh, this week in, we work closely with the National Parents Organization as we had them send out um, a, a mass um, national broadcast. And it went out to state, uh, all state legislators, it went out to all federal legislators informing them that it's not a civil matter. So that was something we were able to do on a national level in every state and um, across the, the U.S. And um, we collaborated with National Parents Organization to to send that out. And um, we we came back, I, I've only seen one response and it was from someone in Missouri and they wanted to state that their state police have told, have told everyone that it's a civil matter and they're not gonna take these cases, but it takes awareness and, and parents voicing, you know, these concerns to make some form of change. It's not just gonna be one parent that can, can do this on themselves, by themselves, there needs to be um, a lot of parents. And so the the campaign is just a lot of collaboration to to spread these these photos to to take one. And, and it doesn't just have to be you. You can have your grandparents. Grandparents get mm-hmm. alienated too. Grandparents, you know, want to see their grandchildren too. And so just have them, you know, hold up the same the same photo or the same sign and send in a picture because um, sadly they're they're impacted as well. Definitely, as well as other relatives. Get get yes. everyone in on it. Uh, that's what needs to be done. It's got to be a lot of people trying to change this. You know, if you can do it in Texas, it's, it's got to be able to be done in all the other states. Right. And when laws change, just like you, you mentioned, the time taken, time back bill, that was SB 718. A lot of these laws, they're already researched. And so it's a lot easier to get a law that's been passed in the state and then introduce it to your legislators. Look, Texas just did this. Can we discuss doing this here? And then they'll, it's 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 already been drafted. Now all you got to do is um, 
enter those equivalent family codes or whatever family code you're going to you're going to apply it to and and then you got to you got to draft so it's it's a lot easier than you think and it's it's a lot easier from starting from scratch so um you know parents can propose the language it's just knowing who your legislators are and it it could seem overwhelming cuz most have never talked to a legislator they're people they're they're just regular people that are in that position and so you know give it a try and get other parents to do the same thing and and that's basically it but um we help parents do that too um if they want to make some form of legislative change we we um uh, we help gu- guide them with that as well yeah and they want to be talked to just like you know the down to earth people and maybe you know don't get too caught up in the legal jargon you can you know but mention legal jargon but don't get too caught right. up in it that way they're not overwhelmed and then their eyes glaze over but you know it's it's got to be talked about yeah yeah and and it's just it's basically just reaching out and scheduling a meeting. And when we schedule these meetings, we, we um, ask that we'd like to discuss child welfare issues. We don't say, I want to discuss my family case or right. I, I want to get my ex in trouble or report him. We don't bring in all the personal drama. We leave that out. We talk about, we want to make some form of change mm-hmm. um, because this is a, a a big problem and the time taken time back bill. And I'm not sure if, if you've reached out to Robert Garza about it, but his bill was um, based on one of the biggest tactics that's used and that's false allegations. We we've seen it. And that's a form of custodial interference because when they're um, filing these reports, it's interfering with your time. And um, I've had to deal with it. Um, mm, I um, too. Yes. And so you're interfering with, uh, and normally it's done right before you have some big visit coming. It could be over the summer and they do it because they want to deny that, that lengthy period that you would have had bonding with your child and they don't want that. So they'll file this false allegation claim or whatever. And then, you know, the court has to take all these steps and measures and, uh, you know, it's not very often that you'll get the makeup time because now the child's back in school and we let's start off fresh. Don't do it again. And they, there's no accountability. So I really, really love his, his mm-hmm. bill and what it does because yeah. it's not, it's not a shall. It's a, a um, no, it's not a may it's a shall. The court mm-hmm. shall order makeup time. So that's really good. And that, I forgot to ask you, was there a statutes of limitation on that bill? I can't remember. Was it on, um, on what bill the time taken time back bill? I, I know it took effect, uh, September 1st. I don't think it was a retroactive bill. Okay. Um, most bills aren't, but, um, you know, the statute of limitations, it just depends. Cause that is a, a civil bill. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a, under the family code, our statute of lim- limitations also changed on custodial interference. And that was through another mom's bill that was at uh, HB 3025. So normally a statute of limitations for reporting felonies falls under like a two or three year time frame. And in Texas, that was removed. So now effective September 1st, if you have a custodial interference case, there is no longer a statute of limitations to report it. But it's the, the sooner you report it, the better because everything's fresh and you have evidence and things like that. Um, so keep trying to get ports and, um, you know, just learn. On, I, it's no different than if you called in and said, my home is broken into. I mm-hmm. have a burglar, you know, or I know who did it or. Um, and so then you give, you know, all the 
the, the victim information, the um, offenders or violators information, suspect information, things like that. So the, the sooner you report it, the better. But I mean, it, it's just about learning and being a little bit more assertive with your rights and, and knowing the laws, because very often they're going to try to um, kind of blow you off and say, no, it's civil, go back to court. And then you're like, and you take their word for it, that they know what they're talking about. And most times they don't. And most times they, they've dealt with the same thing and they didn't even know the law existed. So you really have to be very familiar, but stay calm because we can get very emotional. We mm -hmm. do love and miss our children and we get, you know, very upset and you really need to relay the facts, not bring in again, all the court drama Mm -hmm. How long you've been in court? How long? How much you've spent in court? That is not the time and the place to, to, you know, to bring this up when you're trying to report a crime. So, right, they want to hear the facts, and facts don't have feelings. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it. In, in fact, when I would go report to the state police, I was just very matter of factly, you know. Um, but and then they were matter of factly saying that the DA on call said that it take it back to family court. It's, it doesn't work when you're dealing with someone who is not going to cooperate at all. And uh, this could stop a lot of, you know, issues and problems for kids in the future. It's got to be done in all states. And yeah, and one of the biggest things is that it's a lot easier for CPS to file custodial interference on a parent who won't turn over the child than it is for a parent to report the other parent that won't withhold the child. So why is an agency being believed and taken seriously and not told it's a civil matter versus a parent that is reporting the crime? It's not very fair, but it happens where CPS wants to remove your children for whatever reason. And you don't want to, you, you know, that things happen with CPS and there's been a lot of um, reform, you know, issues in CPS. So, when a parent hesitates to turn the child over to CPS, you know, CPS can, can report custodian interference and then law enforcement will write that report, you know, arrest them on the spot, things like that, but they won't do that when parent calls. So it's about knowing your rights. Why is this so much easier for CPS to do than a biological parent who has parental rights, mm -hmm. you know? And so those are the things that you need to, you, you need to question and, um, and talk to your legislators about why is it, you know, why is it that way? Mm -hmm. But, um, but anyway, the, the, again, the campaign, it's not a civil matter. We just need a sign and a photo. This one's kind of blown up. So I'm trying to get it in the frame of the, of my camera, but um, you know, you can, you can just get a piece of notebook paper, index card. Someone cut out a piece of small little piece of paper. Robert Garza did one for us. Um, I'm trying to get others. I'm trying to see if I can get Cash Jackson to do one for us. Um, and then, you know, just other other advocates that have a, a, a really, you know, large platform that could do it and send it our way. Um, Rael had a sheriff in Georgia, uh, a deputy, hold up the sign, which is pretty amazing because in Georgia and that part of Georgia, they um, enforce it. And so he was really willing to hold up the sign. So... Um, you know, anyone could hold it up. You have a pet. You want to put it, prop it up next to your pet. Um, you know, do that. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so the state of Georgia does enforce it. They do it. Well, it's just this per this uh, specific town that she was in, and she she had her sign, and 
they saw a, a deputy and he um, he says, oh, yeah, we enforce that law. And so she's like, would you hold up the sign? And she took a photo and it's a it's a deputy dressed in uniform holding up. It's not a civil matter. So it just depends, you know, where you are. And and, you know, if you're going to legislate this, maybe they're they the, the law is enforced, but not in every county or city. And maybe it's a training piece. Maybe you need to hit on training. Mm-hmm. Um because it's it's out there. The law's been out there. When they go through the academy, a lot of these law enforcement um, uh, cadets, when they go through the academy, they they don't touch on it like they do other criminal penal codes. They just said, oh, okay, it's it's custodial interference. Move on to the next, you know, the next training piece. So they don't really spend a lot of time on it. And maybe that's what you know you could be legislating for is that we need more training, or um, you know something like that. There's so much you could do legislatively. You just have to um, get started. But yeah, so the, the it's not a civil matter campaign is going to go out, go through the whole month of October. And um, if anyone wants to participate, you could email your sign to heroes for children's rights at gmail.com. You can go to the interference with child custody coalition, Facebook page and send it to us by, um, by direct message. Um, and, and if we post any reminders, you can upload it as a comment if you'd like. That's what we've been looking for, and we save them, and then we are creating a big collage of parents holding up the sign. Um, this isn't going to be the only time we do this. Um, uh, we, we feel that, that it, it needs to have a lot more attention to it, and um, we're gaining followers, we're gaining support, and, um, you know, it's it's a law that's out there and, and many people want to push for, you know, other things. What this is instead of reinventing the wheel, you know, push what's already existing because it just needs to be enforced and your laws need to change. Well, you know, that's something that you could work on. And, and, uh, in the meantime, but, um, spreading awareness, isn't going to, you know, it's not going to hurt just to hold up the sign and, and, um, take a photo. It's, something that you can do. Everybody has a phone, you know, we're on the phone all the time. Right. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. take a lot of, a lot of uh, time to do it. So we appreciate anyone that's done it already. Mm-hmm. And for those that are listening, um, if you could help us out this month, that would be, that would be really great. Yeah. I strongly encourage that. It's easy to do. It's painless and it helps the kids in the long run. And that needs to be done. They need to see both parents, you know, in the absence of, you know, you know, abuse, but, you know, it, it's got to be done. It's just so sad when a child wants to see the other parent and they can't. Uh, no kid should have to go through that. They should just be living their childhoods with no extreme worries or stress. Right. Absolutely right. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that happens. And, um, you know, a lot of us d- didn't know we were going to be here, you know, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, but we're here and we're still trying to make a difference in, in some, ha- in some way and using our experience. And, and that's what this was about was just learning it and then sharing it. And, um, now, now a lot more people are aware of it. And so we're just, again, spreading awareness, ensuring kids see both parents like they should, and um, empowering parents in the meantime, because oftentimes they feel helpless, like they can't do anything. Okay. This doesn't cost any money, just a piece of paper, take a picture and send it in. So um, mm-hmm. we'll just you know, 
fight together and we won't, we won't have this division because it's all for the kids. Excellent. Well said. Um, what was the uh, heroes for children's rights at gmail.com. Okay. I'll have all that in the podcast notes, but don't jump off. Uh, slab the gallows of podcast. Help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth, and recently released Raised by These Wolves, How Family and Federal Courts Are Failing Our Children. Please join us again here with Claudia Ovias in the future. You can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, YouTube, Anchor FM, iHeart radio and feel free to donate to buy me a coffee to help keep the podcast going thank you so much claudia thank you